This is episode 36 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Roz Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about. Essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Roz. So today we're going to continue on from our last episode, which was on the human design jargon and we know there's a lot of that so nani do you want to recap what we went through in the last episode just in case you're only catching up with this episode you'll know what you can expect to hear if you go back and listen to the previous episode which might be a good idea by the way if you haven't already done so sure so we talked about the human design chart We talked about unconscious versus conscious or design versus personality. We talked about the types, strategy, authority, the not self and conditioning. So this episode, we're going to start off by doing definitions for the energy centers. So the energy centers are the shapes that are on the human design chart. So the triangles and the squares and the diamonds that are on the human design chart are actually known as the energy centers. They do correlate with the chakras. So now we have nine energy centers in the body and there's seven body chakras, but they do correlate. Just quickly, if you're interested, what happened was the heart chakra split in two and became the G center and the will center and the solar plexus chakra split into and became the spleen center and the solar plexus emotional center or what we call the emotion center. So we could go into a bit more detail about that. And I think we have done in other episodes, but just so you know, there's nine energy centers. Now we're going to run through the names of them because there are some energy centers that have more than one name. You can see that human design can get really complex. So we'll start at the top of the chart and there's obviously there's the head center. Which I've also heard called the crown. Yes. Then there is, the next one down is the Ajna center, which you might've heard called the mind or you might've heard called the brow. So there, the, then the next one is the throat center. And that's pretty much the only name you'll hear that one referred to. The diamond underneath the throat center is known by a few names. It's called the G center. It's also known as the identity center. It's also known as the self center. So yeah, so they're the three names that the G center, which is what we usually call it, is known by. Then we have slightly down to the right when you're looking at the at the human design chart you'll see a little triangle so if if this little triangle is colored in it'll be red and it's often not colored in red because it's quite a rare center to have defined but nani and i refer to this as the will center 
you will also see it referred to as the ego center and as the heart center. Any other names that you can think of for that one, Nani? No, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Then from there we go across to the left of the chart and there's a triangle on the far left of the chart, sort of two thirds of the way down. That's the spleen center. It will be colored in brown if it's defined. Only goes by the spleen as far as I know. Then over on the far right-hand side, you have the emotion center. Now you'll sometimes hear this called the solar plexus or the emotional solar plexus or just the plain old emotion center. So that's the center for emotions. And one of the reasons it gets called the emotion center is because each of those centers, of course, is responsible for a different type of energy. And the energy that the emotional solar plexus is responsible for is the emotions. Then the second from the bottom square is the sacral center colored in red if it's defined that makes that person a generator so 70 percent have that center colored in and that's only ever called the sacral center and then you've also got the root at the bottom which is the bottom square so when Roz was describing the energy center she kept saying defined or undefined that's the next thing we're going to talk about and sometimes defined is called closed and sometimes undefined is called open but really what it means. So defined means that you kind of have a defined way of doing something. So it's a consistent way of thinking something, feeling something, maybe your direction in your life is consistent. So if you're defined, it's consistent and it means that it's colored in, in the chart. And like Roz was talking about, there is no reason that we know of to the coloring other than there probably was a reason, but it doesn't really matter if you see one chart that has yellow and brown and another one that has pink, it doesn't matter. It's either colored in or it's not colored in. So when it's not colored in, that's what it's called undefined or open. And that means that you experience energies in multiple different ways, depending on who you're around. You're taking in the energy and amplifying it. So when you're defined, you're broadcasting energy out. Yeah, so if you have defined centers, they're like the radio tower that's broadcasting the information out into the ethers. And if you have that same center undefined, you're like the receiver that is picking up that signal and amplifying it. So that's how that energy works. The defined energy center is the broadcaster and the undefined energy center is the receiver and the receiver that amplifies. And if you want to get really technical, when human design was first channeled, open meant there was absolutely no gates that were defined off that particular energy center. So if you can imagine an, a white energy center with no gate activations, and we're going to talk about gates very, very soon, but the gates obviously are the numbers that are colored in off each of the energy centers. So if you look at your chart and you happen to have an energy center that doesn't have any gate activations, any gates coming off it, then technically that's what's known as open and undefined is when you have gates coming off it, but they don't attach to other energy centers. And so the energy center is still white. Now, I know that sounds confusing, and I hope I haven't lost you in saying that. It's really not that important, but 
you know, for those of you who are first line profiles and like to know the little details, just understanding that open is technically different to undefined, but you will hear us refer to things as open all the time. And you will hear almost everybody who talks human design language refer to white energy centers as being open. So don't get too tied up in it. Just know that that, that's the technical. Just in case someone who does know a lot about human design is listening to this podcast, we want you to know that we actually do know that that is the true and correct way of describing human design, but it's not the way that it's done all the time. So hopefully you're still with us and not too confused. (laughs) So I think channels will be a good one to talk about next because they actually have to do with the center being undefined or being defined. And it's so interesting. I'm just going to put this out there. It's interesting trying to describe this in words because normally I'm showing someone on a screen or a paper and just like pointing to things. So it's really an interesting experience trying to help you visualize this through our words. (laughs) So the channels, it's a full line between the two centers. And the only way a center can become defined is if there's a channel that's filled in between them. And like we were talking about last episode, there are some things that are red and some things that are black, and this will show up in the channels. And sometimes they're black, and so then they're conscious, and that means that you probably are familiar with the energy. And if they're red, they're unconscious, and other people know it about you, but you may or may not totally relate to it about yourself yet, but it is part of you. Sometimes they have both, and so you can have conscious and unconscious aspect. And the channels are, because they're filled in, they are a way that you experience energy in a defined way as well, and so it's consistent. An an example of this for me would be I have the channel of its opinions coming from the Ajna, gate 17, connecting to gate 62 in the throat, which is about like practicality. Even when I do these podcasts, I'm talking about an opinion and I'm talking about it in a practical way. And you will probably not hear me talking in a different way very often. I have some other definition in my throat, so I guess there's other ways, but it won't be totally different. But if you had it open you could talk in a completely different way every time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes complete sense. So just to clarify, the channel brings the energy from one center to another, and that's what gives you that consistency of that energy. And it's what gives you the definition in the energy centers, and it's what makes them defined or colored in. And when you have a channel defined you're not looking to find the energy to hook up to it or connect to it or fill it up because you have the whole channel yourself. But going into gates, so the gates are the little numbers that are all over the chart. There's 64 gates and the gates are, so two gates together, like I was saying, a gate from one center to another center creates the channel. But gates can also just be hanging off of a center by themselves and that's called a hanging gate and you still feel the energy of that hanging gate in a defined way. The difference between a hanging gate and a defined channel is that you're kind of searching for the energy that would normally connect up to that gate that you don't have and I think of them if I could think of them in a visual way is like you have one end of the plug and that's one gate And someone else has the other end of the plug, and that's another gate. And when they go together, it actually 
basically lights up the energy centers on both ends for both of the people. So you kind of can feel a little more defined when you're around someone else's energy that connects to the gate that you have hanging. So just to be clear, channels are the whole line that runs between two energy centers. Gates are like the half line, if you like. So a channel is made up of two gates that are electromagnetically attached. They actually do kind of attach themselves. And gates are the ones that are just hanging there. And you'll often hear people in human design, us, refer to a gate as a hanging gate. And if it's a hanging gate, it's just there on its own. And when it is there on its own, it's always looking for its mate. It's always looking for someone else that's got that opposing energy. So if you've got the gate six, which comes off the emotional solar plexus, as a hanging gate, you're always looking, unconsciously, of course, you're not aware that you're doing this, but you're looking for and you're attracted to someone who has the gate 59 because that brings you this beautiful, consistent energy that your energy system is looking for. So hopefully you understand what we mean by that. But I think the most important thing for you to understand is when you're looking at your human design chart, you see the full lines between the energy centers, you know their channels, and you see the little half lines, you know their gates. Now, these gates come about by those numbers that we were talking about in the last episode, the numbers that are in the personality and the design or the conscious or unconscious columns of numbers. And sometimes you will have numbers from both sides of the chart, from the black side and the red side. And what will happen is they will show up in your chart as black and red. Different software looks different. But if you see black and red as a hanging gate, you know that you've got that hanging gate a couple of times at least, maybe even more, in your human design. And that means that that's a very strong theme for you. It means that the energy that that gate brings is a very strong energy for you. I have one quick example that might explain it a little bit more. As I am trying to articulate, I have the gate 12 and it's hanging. And so sometimes I have a hard time articulating because, and especially emotions, because it's hanging off my throat. It wants to connect to the emotional solar plexus, which is the 22. So when I'm around say Roz has the 22, all of a sudden now I can talk about my emotions because electromagnetically we plugged into each other and we can feel an energy that we not that. <laughs> See, I, I need that 22 to talk, talk sometimes. But yeah, you, you can do, do things like, or if someone it doesn't have the sacral energy and you're around someone that has the sacral energy, you're automatically connected to that and can borrow it for a while. So yeah, it's just interesting. It's how we play with other people in the world. And that's why, I think it's why it's set up that way so that you, yep. you want to be around other people and connect with them and learn from them and learn your lessons from different energy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. The next thing we're going to talk about very, very quickly, just to give you an understanding, is 
the lines and the line numbers are those little power two numbers that appear on the top right hand side of each of the 13 black numbers and the 13 red numbers that run down the side of your human design chart and they are really important because there are six different line numbers one through six and each one of them represents a different kind of energy a different kind of personality if you like so that's what the lines are the lines are those little power to numbers what they make up are the profiles so here's another definition the profile and if you look on your human design chart you'll see that you are a profile and there's 12 different profiles those 12 different profiles are the 12 different combinations that are possible from those line numbers in your conscious and unconscious sun and earth Okay, so you will look at your profile and it might say, for example, that you are, like I am, a 2-4 hermit opportunist. Now, if I go up to the top of my chart, to the numbers in my chart, I will see that in my conscious sun and earth, the power two numbers are both two. That's the two number in my 2-4 profile. If I go to my unconscious or design numbers in my sun and earth, I will see that they are both four. So I'm going right up to the top of the chart and I'm looking at those top four numbers and the little power two numbers in black are two and the little power two numbers in red are four. So I am a 2-4 profile. Nani is a 4-6 profile, but you could be a 6-3, you could be a 1-3, you could be a 3-5 and so on and so on. There are 12 different possibilities and each one of those possibilities is your personality. And it's kind of hard to condition. It is who you are at the very core of who you are. If you have hermit energy, you are going to be someone that needs to be on their own and that gets called out. If you are a sixth line, if you have sixth line energy in your profile, then you are going to go through those three very distinct life phases of the sixth line and be a role model. If you have a one in your personality profile, and it it doesn't matter whether it's in black or in red. If it's in black, it's probably going to be a little bit more prominent, but it doesn't matter. If you have a one in your profile, you are going to be an investigator by nature. So that's what the profiles are all about. Yes. And I'm going to add just one more thing to the profiles because I think that they can really help you, even though you might innately know that you have that energy, knowing that investigating makes you feel more comfortable and having the data and that your line that you have a line one in your profile can help you because if you're getting stuck on something you can be like well I just need to investigate it more than or for me I'm a fourth line sometimes that one's about being an opportunist but it's like about networking or connecting with other people and so things like this podcast probably wouldn't have come about had I done it on my own but doing it in partnership got me unstuck. So I think that they are interesting to learn about because they can help if you kind of lean into them, they can help you move forward sometimes. Exactly. And this is not about the specifics of the chart and teaching, but I always love to say this, if you or 
particularly any kids that you know have a third line in their profile, they are here to make mistakes. Let them make mistakes. Let them bump up against things. Let them let them be themselves and experiment because that is who they are. And it's that important. The personality profile is that important that you are allowed to be who you are. And most of the time you can't help but be who you are. But if you have the third line, sometimes you get in trouble so many times for having made mistakes because of this innate nature you have to experiment that you stop experimenting and then you stop being who you are. And a part of you dies and that's so sad. So don't let that happen to yourself. If it has happened, work on getting back into that experimental feeling. And if you've got kids who experiment, let them experiment. Ask them what they've learned from their mistakes each time they make one and they will make, in inverted commas, mistakes. But yeah, I just wanted to say that because I always, my heart goes out to the third lines who haven't been allowed to make mistakes. The next jargon that we're going to talk about is the word split. And you'll see this, if you're looking at your human design chart, you'll see it kind of in the summary section. It will tell you if you're split or single definition. And there are many people that can go either way. There's nothing good or bad about it. It just means that, so we were talking about the channels that go in between the centers. And when you have a split, it means that there are two separate, I'm going to give you an example and then maybe Roz can explain it from there. So if you have your head center connected through a channel to your Ajna center, so they're both colored in and there's a channel in between them, but then you have nothing connected to your throat. But your throat center, the, the square right under your ajna, is connected to the diamond, the G or self center, because there's a channel connected in between them, and then they're both colored in. So you have all four of the first centers colored in, but there's no channel colored in between the ajna and the throat. It means you have a split, and there can be triple splits, so there can be other find energy centers that are not completely connected as well. And it just means that you feel energy in a different way in each of the splits. And so sometimes it can be confusing because they're not totally connected to each other. It's not bad. It's, it's not a negative thing, but you will feel more connected to whatever energy is connected to your throat. That's the more defined part of the... <laughs> I feel like this is getting very complicated, but I have a split and my ajna is connected to my throat, but it's not connected to an energy center that's connected to my sacral. So if I'm making decisions in my head, they're completely disconnected from where I'm supposed to be making decisions, which is in my sacral. So I just have to tune in to the fact that I shouldn't make decisions in my head at all. I mean, not anyone should, but for definitely for sure for me and that my head can be like a gift to others and I can share whatever inspirations are up there for different reasons. Yeah. And look, it is complex to describe this stuff. This is one of the reasons why it's, it's, such a good thing to take this information in slowly and I think you know it's no accident that we've done these jargon episodes so far into our podcasting journey because 
it's good to be familiar with what we're talking about so that when we explain what it means, it actually does make sense to you. But the splits are something that we don't spend a lot of time on. Some people do. Some people spend a huge amount of time and energy talking about splits. It's not something that Nani and I do. But if you can imagine the little energy centers as islands, so Nani's head and Ajna are an island not connected to her throat and G-center. And you can have as many as three split. So you, you can be single split and you can be triple split and you can be quadruple split. When you're triple split, you've got three lots of energies that aren't connected. When you're quadruple split, and this is quite rare and it's always in somebody who has a lot of energy centers defined in their chart. When you're quadruple split, you've got four lots of energy centers that are separate from one another and not connected by channels. And when you wade through energy, you know, I know somebody who has a triple split who feels really connected when they go to a very busy shopping center. It's not that they love crowds that they love shopping it's just that when they get in that situation where there's a lot of energy buzzing around they feel more connected and that's how that energy can work it's yeah it's true that that's the one thing you're looking for with the split is you like to be around people maybe friends or family that have the connection to your split it just feels good you don't necessarily even have to know about it but if you have a split, you might be like, oh, that's, that's probably why I like that person. <laughs> yeah. But please, you know, we don't get too hung up on it. Don't yep. get too hung up on splits because if you're following your strategy, they don't matter. They so don't matter if you're following your strategy. They can explain things. They can explain who you are or who someone you love is, but they in the end, don't matter. What matters is that you follow your strategy. We haven't said that for a while, Nani. (laughs) (laughs) So the last thing that we want to talk about in this little mini series on human design jargon is the circuits. And we are not going to get into, we keep saying, we're not going to get into too much detail, but we want you to know that there are different types of circuitry in the human design chart. Just like the circuitry in the motherboard of your computer, we actually have different types of circuitry in our body's energy. And there are three main types of circuitry. There is individual circuitry, there is tribal circuitry, and there is collective circuitry. And those three different types of circuitry determine in each person what it is that they feel strongly about, how it is that they communicate, how they go about life. And there are sub-circuits to each of of those three main types of circuitry. So the individual circuitry has three sub-circuits. It has the sub-circuit of integration, the sub-circuit of centering and the sub-circuit of knowing. The tribal circuit has two sub-circuits, the defense sub-circuit and the ego sub-circuit. And the collective circuit has two sub-circuits as well. It has the sensing and the understanding sub-circuits. And that's probably a good place to kind of very quickly describe to you why 
the circuits, the three main circuits, are divided into sub-circuits because in the collective sub-circuitry, we have two different types of thinking and being. So the sensing sub-circuit is all about being abstract in the way that you think, lateral thinking about creative thinking. It's very right-brained. It kind of doesn't need the science behind everything. Whereas, as you might imagine, the understanding sub-circuit of the collective circuitry is very much about logic. It needs the data. It needs the proof. It needs to know that things are right. It's very much left-brained. It's very much literal. And it's all about needing to see the backup, the research and the science. So that's how those two sub-circuits work within the collective circuit. We won't go into a lot of detail about the others because you know, it really is perhaps for another show. Maybe we might look at doing it for another show. It really does get quite detailed. Super quickly, the individual circuit is you're here to learn something about yourself or through your own experiences. The tribal is through experiences with others, a relationship. And the collective is having an interest in big institutions like the government, the education system, and things that are bigger than what a tribe would be or a relationship. And you can have one, you can have like just one, or you can have all three. Yeah, it's interesting. I've got all three. I've got one channel, one of each of the circuits, but most charts that I, I see don't have all three of them. I just, I don't know what that makes me. I think it just makes I, me the biggest offense yeah. that you ever come across. <laughs> I, have all, I have all three as well. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. That's probably why Roz and I met across the world because, you know, my community here is awesome, but I wanted to go as big as possible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it can be very interesting. And, and, Quite often, if you have a human design reading, those sorts of things come up in the reading. So you'll learn more about why you are like you are based on the circuitry that you have. So I just want to add that this is not something that will be in the summary. So you might be searching for it, but you're not going to find it there. Like Roz said, it's a little more complex. So if you're trying to figure this out, you're going to have to look at the chart and you actually have to look at the channels that you have defined and see where they lay. And it's more of just a graphical, it's, it's something you have to look at. I mean, so you what, could I'll probably, do, yeah. what I'll do is I will link in the show notes to some pages that you can go and have a look at that will show you what the circuits look like. The yeah. three main circuits and all of the sub circuits within those three main circuits. Once again, I, Unless you really want to go deep into human design, it's not something that you really need to worry about too much. But if we're doing a, a couple of episodes on human design jargon, the word circuit or circuitry or this is in the knowing circuit will pop up from time to time. And it's just important to, that you understand that there is a lot of logic to the circuitry. And if you are logically designed, you'll probably want to know this stuff. Yeah, I posted a few of these images on Pinterest too. Maybe I can give you links, but you can also just check on my, my and, Pinterest. And by the way, if you are interested in knowing more about a lot of these things, check out Nani's Pinterest account. It is amazing. She has got 
so much information on human design. Is that under human design tools? Yes. If you, mm-hmm. So go to Pinterest and look up human design tools and have a look at Nani's work there because there's a lot of explanation of the things that we've been talking about today. So that's all we have for today. Thank you all so much for listening and learning about the jargon of human design. If you have any questions or are interested in learning more about human design or essential oils, you can go to findyournaturalgroup.com for Roz or humandesigntools.com for me, Nani. And that's all we have for today. So we hope you enjoyed it. Talk again soon. Bye, Roz. Bye.